So, all right, here we go. Three, two, one. There we go. Cheers. Cheers. Happy. I should be drinking, huh? Yeah, I think so. Based on the pre, the the behind the curtain pre-pod discussions. Feisty page. Adam here. Tense today. Yeah, it's all right. It's good. Like that's again. It's like an actor or actress finding their rhythm. They're yeah. Like, just you do like they're. This is how you got to get ready to get in the right headspace. Yep. To talk about the NFL draft and actual college football shit and so um, much college football news. Like there's actually stuff. There's I know. stuff happening. We don't have to actually force it this time, which is great. I mean, to be fair, the forced stuff is actually really fun. But I will say there is yes. a lot of spring football things. There's also, where I mean, we're getting rule changes. Like real ones now. Yeah. Um, not just like hypotheticals. Like we're actually trying them out. I also uh have I had to redo my official top five beer rankings because the one that I saved I couldn't find. So I Did redid you- them. Do you feel like you got them like back in the the state that you wanted it to be in? Because I, I, I have mine memorized. I don't even need to write mine down. I honestly mine... don't know. But your question's a fair one, and it's been bugging the shit out of me because I can't remember. I think I got all five in there. Okay. But I don't remember the exact order. All right. And um, I think they're, I don't know, man. It's not as good as the first beer list, I feel like, to be honest, when I was drinking That's... beer. When you were drinking I, beer, usually those I... are a better list. Also, I think I met my match in terms of alcohol this weekend. Um, I was going to text you this. So Lagunitas, uh-huh. I mean, Lagunitas is California beer, right? Are they started yeah. in California? Yeah, I think so. so. I, mean, I just know people drink it here. So they do a 420 beer called uh, Waldo. It's a Waldo okay. IPA. It's a triple IPA, which I don't see many of. I don't know okay. many of that exist. What's so like the alcohol percentage? 13%. Um, and that's what I'm getting at. So I, I've had this before, but it's been a few years, so I picked it up. Now, when you drink this, it's almost it's almost like you're not drinking beer. It's a just a giant kick in the balls, and it's not a bad kick in the balls if you're into that. It's like a it, but I had two, and one was enough. Where are you going with? This? I had two of these, and I was like, you remember my cut water situation? Like, yeah. We had a cut water situation. Uh, I with love these that. two beers. Like the one, and I was cooking dinner, and I was like immediate out of it. And then the second one, which again probably should have just had a half of beer. Okay, that that was it. It was two beers. It was good. It, I don't know if this is a recommendation or not. I'm like talking through it because You're I remember. Through, well, you told people it's a kick in the balls, but it's good. So like, it's you need to know. Like you need to brace for the kick. You ever see like those like the karate videos where like they're purposely kicking gonna... them in the nuts, like but they they're ready for it. I knew what I was getting into, um, and I doubled up on it. I think you. I think everyone who likes IPAs needs to try this okay. just to experience it. But again, the beer itself is bordering non-beer, and I I liked it. I think, but holy shit, Paige, not not good. Like. It was me, and I realized I had made a mistake very early on. So, what were you were you hanging out with, like just your neighbor Jason or my kids? My kids, <laughs> my family, like, just hanging like, with the fam. Like bedtime, I was like it, I was putting <laughs> putting kids to bed, and I putting me to bed. Basically, I mean, I wasn't like hammered. You know me, like you. I, it takes a lot, but like you reach that point where like I've only had two beers. This is one very filling and two, like I'm having a hard time reading this book right now. Yeah. This was just a dinner beer situation that had escalated very gotcha. fast. Yeah. That happens. So, it it but, tends to happen. I feel like I've does. lost like my 
alcohol like level of tolerance like I am such a lightweight now and I never was that and like recently I've become like two drinks in and I'm like that's I I can't do anymore one glass of wine does it one glass of wine does it so like a whole day of wine tasting this past weekend trouble well, it's I was fine, but like I just get like really quiet and just like I'm like, uh oh. See, but that's I'm so very aware. Thing. I'm too yeah. aware of the fact that I'm drunk and I'm like, oh no. Do you I'm get drunk. like do you get like the world is out to get you? Like do you get conspiracy like at that point or are you Yeah, I'm like feisty people are like, Are you okay? I'm like, Yeah, I'm fine, why? Like I'm like, like I'm good. I'm just like trying to get myself to be sober at that point. Um yeah, and I mostly it's mostly just like, oh, one also, you know me, I kind of, I mean, everybody knows me, kind of a blabbermouth. And so for me, um, I am someone who like will talk the your ear off. And so when I go quiet, everyone's kind of like, why is yeah. she quiet? I, I do that too. Like they just take my batteries out and that's it. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm they're, they're like, it's time to go. It's time to go. Like, but that like. It's better than a lot of the other people, like to get violent or mean. Yeah, or I don't no, get that way. I just, I just very politely shut down, very quietly. Yeah, no, politely wow. Interesting that we're the same on that front. Yeah, yeah, no, I've always kind of been that way. Um, I have not, I have not always been that way. I used to be incredibly feisty, and if someone like oh, looked fuck. at me the wrong way, I was like, "What do you want?" Um, now Are I'm you... just maybe I'm maturing. <laughs> Who we're knows? Just we're just anyway. Old. Let's talk about football. Let's talk about football. Oh no, that was fun. This, I could talk about this that. This tangent is no, um, we got crazy. We, we got do. football. So, new rules. So immediate, immediately tangent out of the gate. Yes, I actually have strong takes about. I don't really have too many strong takes about the new rules. We thought that this was going to happen, so we talked about this. I don't know a couple of months ago, but here are the new rule changes for anybody that has been under a rock. Consecutive timeouts have been banned. Um, they are not going to extend quarters, so if there's a roughing the passer as time expires, it's just going to carry over. Yep. And then I think the biggest one, honestly, is going to be the running clock. So, yeah, the first down situation, the clock's going to move unless it's within, what, two minutes? The last Final two minutes, two minutes of a half, of a half. which I, I kind of love, honestly. I so love it, too. That's the biggest rule change, right? The other two, yep. like, yeah, nobody really cares. Consecutive timeouts, super annoying when it comes to icing kickers, but the running clock's kind of a big deal. Yeah. No, it's absolutely a big deal. And I think it's, I mean, I think we kind of knew this was coming because one, games have gotten longer in the past couple of years. And two, they're trying to limit plays and yes. like number of plays. And so they significantly, based on the like research they've done, think that this will. So this is more of a safety thing and a longevity thing of, of games being a little bit longer. Um, I think it's great. I mean, it's going to, one, I think that also prepares guys' offenses better for the NFL. Also, defense is better because they're just going to go. And you're not going to have that time to yes. linger and whatever and set up and do all that. So I certainly think it'll help the players in the long run. And um, I think it'll make the game more exciting, especially when like players who, I mean, for guys who haven't been in college yet, they're still learning a lot. So they'll probably be better at that. But I feel like guys who've been in the, in like their sophomores or juniors or even seniors, like you're so used to it being this way. Um, yeah. I'm sure they'll practice it over and over again, but I feel like it'll be an interesting transition i'm sure we'll see some sort of game come down to you know before the two minutes obviously that causes them not to have time to do something um it certainly won't be tcu because of course we've seen them with 11 seconds in the clock running and them just go and kick a field goal and like oh nothing God. matters so this is great for sunny dykes but uh, other than that it should be really really interesting i like the rule i like the rules the um 
I don't give a shit about the consecutive timeouts. Okay. Sure, well, that's just good. like icing on the cake. I like the fact that they're trying to evolve the game. The I, I was trying to remember which rules they didn't take. I believe it was going to be a running clock even on incompletions, which was kind of bad shit. There was a couple of rules, obviously, that were too aggressive for them to do. I, re- so, I know I already um, This is it. a good... Uh, this is a good middle ground, I think, and I don't think it's gonna. Inha- I don't think it's gonna change the watching experience at all. I think you will see that those you mentioned the stoppages. It's they'll, they'll be. In, I say that, and you're right. Immediately, there'll be a fucking game where not stopping the clock is a problem. But oh, I think, it's gonna be. It, there's like, gonna be a CFV Twitter moment where people are like, "But if you fall behind big now, like you, it, it's it's harder to come back." Like mm-hmm. motorball, Georgia, Alabama. Um, murder ball is it like this is going to be helpful just boom plow away keep the ball away yep. and and teams there's now no can't there's bank no on rest stopping the like, clock your hands on your hips are going to be a lot bigger if, of an issue for defenses if you are really good like they're, they're, like a usc caleb williams there were drives last year where usc like the, the clock wouldn't move like you boom first down go boom like so i think this is going to change a lot and you still get the best, uh, the the advantage is the end of the half. Yeah. I have no complaints. We hate everything college football does normally. Not us, actually. We love most things, but people bitch about a lot. It's hard to find the bitching in this. It's going to yeah. speed up the game, um, which, by the way, baseball, they piss me off, too. Baseball's great. Baseball is great. You're, like, powering through games in, like, two hours and 20 minutes You're right really now. such a big fan. You brought it I, up I, a, I, a I lot. Love it. You I are love a big it. fan of the, the pitch clock. I think Rob Ranford's terrible. We'll talk baseball later on. But I'm I, the, people's times are important, and Saturdays are important. Not our, yeah. our times on Saturdays. Who cares? Because they're a complete yeah, loss. Really, they're, whatever. Whatever. Um, I, so I think we both endorse. Now, no. I... This this is really intriguing to me, however, on the rule front, which is the SEC is trying to eliminate field storming. And some of the things, I think this was uh, SI with our friend Pat Forty was talking about it, and they're talking about drastic punishment. So right mm-hmm. now, basically, if you storm the field, you get fined 100 grand, it can go to 250 grand, and they're looking for ways to really up the ante on this yeah. to make well, it basically, like impossible. Basically they've just increased the fee and it people just don't care. They don't um, care. And these aren't like these are going to be proposed but the new um like rules for this like apparently they're going to have you like lose it away or a home game that you would cool. get on your schedule or the extreme is going to be you forfeit the game that you rush the field for which i in no way support or think that that will ever happen because no. it's just not gonna it's just it's that that's not fair because like the team themselves cannot control the the fans i okay i'm gonna two things we've talked about this before if you've ever been in these situations it can be really fucking scary yeah this no is, it's dangerous this, i get why they wanted one to of stop. those things there a something bad. Something bad has happened. You look at yeah. player interactions with fans, but I think something really bad is capable of happening, and then it's just going to force everybody into making a decision. So that's and I, I don't want that to sound like ominous or negative, but these they're like you get drunk people moving at alarming rates in these awkward things where you can get pinned or trampled. Like it's bad. Okay. I understand what they're trying to do. I don't have a great solution to do it other than you know, encapsulate the field so it can't be breached. Like, yeah, that's 
prevent them from storming the field, I guess, I, would be it, right? I think it's fine to take away home games in the future. Like, I sort of think that that is a if, like, they don't want to do the money thing anymore and they're not going to find, well, they're going to find them and then also do this. That's a way to, like, set a tone, but it's not ruining the outcome of a game that's already been played. You know, it's changing, like, the potential of you to have a home game and, like, that's something that then schools will take a little bit more seriously and put the money towards security. But in those situations, like, we, like, watching Tennessee do it this year, like, I... Yes, it's dangerous. Yes, it's like, but it is kind of fun for the people that are there and get to experience it. So it's such a, like, I'm torn because I also, I'm like queen of safety. Like, I do not want anyone to get hurt. I actually don't want to be in a field storming situation. Like, that just is my worst nightmare, to be honest with you. Um, Not really that tall. Sounds awful. And I feel like I could just get trampled Bloody really easily. Fucking, oh. Yeah. And so, and like drunk people, it's it's scary. And like pulling down the goalposts and all of that, like, it certainly is scary. But it's a part of college football, and it is what it is. And so I think, you know, the extremeness of this should be interesting, but I don't see in any way it passing anyone's vote to be I, able to take away the – change the outcome of that game um, no, where they storm the no, field. There's no way. The, the, you're right, too. I don't want to be too old man yells at cloud. The visuals uh, are unbelievably good. Like the Tennessee oh, yeah. visuals, the lasting memory of that is yeah. incredible. And people, for the most part, get on the field – they grab a piece of grass. Um, they celebrate with each other, and it's very peaceful. Do you, like, do you it, it few, yeah. Do you remember a few years ago where those two women jumped in the hedges at they got, like, Auburn, stuck. and yeah. they needed to get like helped out? What? And, and, and the boyfriend like dipped, and oh yeah, they were like two stuck girls in there. They're, yeah, they're like still stuck there. in the in the hedges. Um, yeah, that would be sad if that kind of content went away. But no, no we understand the safety. We don't want to, you know, make light of that. But I, I'm like at this point. Even, like, taking away, like, I know I said I'd be fine with that if that was the rule if, like, you took away a home game in the future. But That's like, a big really, deal. It's a big punishment. You think about the revenue. It is. In the SEC specifically, it is. Well, and you punish the players. Like, again, I, I'm not even criticizing. I don't have a good solution to this other than unless you reinforce the stadium to not allow this, yeah. then you're going to get it. And you got places like Clemson, by the way, where this is, like, like part of the fabric of the culture of they football. do it all the time. It's it's the th- and then it's hilarious because Twitter's oh Clemson's Clemson, storm the field rushing the field beat Louisville and it's, it's like, like hey yeah, have you ever yep, watched a Clemson game before? <laughs> that's what they do. I I so I I don't have a great answer. I love the visuals. I understand why the SEC is saying hey this is a problem because something ultimately will happen here mm-hmm. and then but then it's on right like they're trying to be proactive. If something bad were to happen, then it's that it's gonna it's gonna escalate things incredibly. So, but none of these solutions tend to. It's the thing you, when you penalize this, it's easy to penalize the pocketbooks, but then the Tennessee AD is like, yeah, whatever, we'll pay that fucking fine. Who cares? Like, yeah, you remember they had like the yeah, the GoFundMe, and it's like, a, who, yeah, pay, fans will, thanks, put it on fans will tab. pay to do it themselves. They don't care. Um, you know it's also amazing the money flowing through the program so i don't have a good solution other than i'm interested to see where this goes because i have a feeling kind of like targeting was and is this is going to be a yearly conversation that starts cycling into like the regular off-season regimen and mm-hmm. I, I don't think it's going to go away um things that are going away currently colorado players uh, specifically 18 of them so yeah, Colorado. Did you watch any of the Colorado spring game? By the way, First I saw of, highlights of it. 
Okay, I watched about 20 minutes. Uh, fun okay. story. My kids, when we watch games, they're like, what team are we picking, Dad? And did you bet? They've started asking me that. Caitlin does not, my wife does not love that question. Did you bet? And then I answer, like, yep, I bet the yellow team. I bet this. So there's a lot. And they have to win by this many. Hey, yes, that's, it's good yes. math. It thing. is. It's, we're doing math. We're teaching rooting interests. Did you yeah. bet? So we turn on the Colorado Springs game. It's offense, defense. Then, but Dad, who are we rooting for? I'm like, well, it's Colorado. Like, Did you bet? And I'm like, no, I I wish I could have. Could have. This is a scrimmage. And it took 20 mm-hmm. minutes to explain them the whole, what is going on here? What is a spring game? What is a spring game? <laughs> pretty cool scene. I will say this. Pretty cool scene. Yeah. The power of Deion Sanders on full display. Mm-hmm. Tele, you know, televised on what ESPN. Chris Fowler was there, obviously, connection with the program. Cool scene, but 18 players, including their top two wide receivers, and uh, Montana Craig, who had a massive game, just goes portaling immediately after. Yeah, controversially, I guess, if you want to call it that. So they've obviously and, welcomed in a ton of players, but you lose yeah. 18 like that. Well, and they've lost 31 total. Like this is that was just post spring game. They yes. lost 31 total. And I mean, we knew this was coming because one, Dion got there and he was like, you know, pack your bags and hop in the portal because I'm bringing my luggage with me. Yes. And, you know, to be fair, like I get it. It's his program. He can revamp and do it how they want. It teaches those kids that this is always going to be a business. It's an unfortunate. Yeah, of course it is. But I don't think, I don't think he wanted to lose like very talented players well, and here's who they lost now this was a really bad team and i'm pulling it up on my other computer over here that's why i'm looking over here i forgot to bring it over to this one whatever behind the curtain so statistically colorado lost this is from brian howell on twitter no longer has its top two rushers top four qbs uh-huh. top nine pass catchers 14 of its top 16 tacklers top punt and kick returners um that's what they've lost already yeah so you're right like they he but you know what? And I know we're talking specifically about, you know, maybe the wide receiver who left. You know, if Dion's going to come in and say, y'all better be portaling, this is the game. Dion's playing the game. The mm-hmm. kids are going to play the game, too. Yeah. And, like, you can't well, be pissed off of it when you tell everybody to leave. They're going to take advantage of the spotlight, and they did. Good for them. That's exactly my point. Um, I am happy for the players that played in the spring game, played well in the spring game, kind of, like, got people to actually watch them, you know? Um, and we're like, okay, see ya. And like, I, I mean, here's the thing. We know what's going to happen. If this thing goes well for him and they win games and they are competing in the Pac-12, this is, hey, genius. You come in, you bring your guys. I mean, he's not just bringing guys from where he was before. He's recruiting other guys in the transfer portal as well that he wants to be on his team. So, I mean, we've always, I've always talked about this where like you kind of have to give new coaches some time because they need to get their roster in there. And it's like, all right, this is a new way of doing it where you get your roster in there immediately. And I mean, if it works, it's going to be great. But if it doesn't, like the criticisms are going to come very quickly of like, look, it's not that easy to build a program in a day or in an off season and be able to compete. Rarely does this process happen so openly though, where he's telling the kids like, get your shit and get out and the kids are playing what? it like the the environment is so different now because of the portal and Dion's yeah. like you're just seeing the, the how the sausage is made yeah. to make and, a football program and eligibility rules and things like that have all changed and so it's like there's so much that has changed that this is like a, a new age look at it but do I think 
I mean, we've talked about this a lot. Like, it's different running an NFL team than it is for running a, a college football team. And I think yes. now, like, college kids are not being tr- – they're being treated more like adults where it's like, this is a business. Like, I have to win football games, so I'm bringing in who I want to bring in. You know, you can go elsewhere, go in the portal. That's your, your way out. I don't think if the portal – like, if the portal didn't exist and being able to play – immediately after once one transfer didn't exist then you wouldn't be able i don't think this would work this is similar yeah, it's works, not but just, there it, by the way dia dia wouldn't take the job i don't think yeah it, like he's, been you a, just, he's not there for like a four-year turnaround yeah exactly so i don't to. think that these in it just wouldn't work and also i think people would be a little bit more critical because there's not a lot of options for the kids and that's always been the thing of like oh coaches can leave immediately and go coach a new team but like players can't go in immediately play on a new team so I do think it's a nature of, like, everything that's changed, of course, but um, it's interesting, like you said, how open it is, and that leaves you also wide open for criticism. Wide open. This isn't, like, you hear all these names. I think Colorado, I think Dion's probably a little surprised to your point that they're losing some of the top talent. Yeah. Um, When the messaging is as, like, direct as it is, though, I can't think, like, this is kind of the environment he's creating. I'm just fascinated to see how this works. I... I love the buzz, and and to be clear, they're getting a ton of talent in. Like like mm-hmm. we're talking about the people leaving. They have tons of players that want to play, uh, good players that are being up to, like an uh, an improvement from a one win team last year. So they're starting at the floor, and oh by the way, they have a quarterback that's going to be really solid, if not good, really good, out of the gate. Just happens to be his son. So I I think you're going to see some immediate improvements. You know, this is kind of like the conversation. It's different, right? When USC, like, last year at this time, we're like, what the hell is this team going to be? Mm-hmm. Expectations were enormous, and USC backed it up. Now, please, I'm not comparing Colorado to USC in terms yeah. of talent, but I do think there's a question of, like, you know, can they make a bowl game? Like, a bowl game, if Colorado makes a bowl game, that would be an enormous accomplishment in year one. Yeah. Um, and I don't, I don't know the answer to that yet. I think we have to see how the roster shakes out, but, like, this is – there's a part of you that thinks, yeah, they probably can, because the competition's not exactly overwhelming, largely. Um, but time will tell. I've just, I'm. This is fascinating. All the levels to this we've talked about, you and I, and I think we've we've been on the same page of like, the good and the bad of getting Dion, like the good mm-hmm. and like all of it. it, it it's going to be wild to see how this plays out over not just a season, but like three seasons. Yeah. You know, well, I, and. And great news, we're going to have all the coverage of it because everybody is always talking about it. Oh, my God. That part's getting a little tiresome. Yeah, uh, it's a lot already. I, I'm like, oh, man, here we go. But you know what? It's the nature of the game, and that's why we love this great sport. Uh, speaking of tiresome talking about Alabama spring game. Um, concerning. Concerning. Good. Uh, that's where I was going. So the quarterbacks were not great. Uh-uh. Jalen Milrow, Ty Simpson, guys that uh, we saw Milrow last year, who's yeah. like uber athletic, uber physically talented, and looked good, and and, and had some good moments. A and M not so great. Both guys did not look good. And well, you're our resident Bama yeah. beat reporter. Where well, you, you asked me last week if I was concerned, and I was like, not really. Um, but this is kind of concerning because, like. I know that Nick Saban has won with quarterbacks that are not so great before, but this is a different game in a different era. Um, and also with all the talent that comes through the portal at the quarterback position, I it does make me a little nervous. It's it makes me 
very nervous. Like you, they have had great quarterback play that masked roster deficiencies. And when I say roster, like Alabama roster deficiencies. Like yeah. Bryce, Bryce different Young, than normal roster yeah, deficiencies. Not Iowa, like we're grading on a different curve here. But like when you have Bryce Young, you are afforded the luxury to do like not be great or not be elite in certain areas. Um, Alabama has a deep group of wide receivers, we think. Um, the running backs are going to be fine. There's some young players that people like. Defense, I think they're they're gonna re, they're gonna produce a lot of dudes because that's what Alabama does. Mm-hmm. But like it has been a really crazy run of quarterbacks here for this team for a while, and both of these guys are talented. Like people I've talked to say, like yeah, they're really like the they make some crazy throws, but they also attempt some crazy throws. Yeah, and I'm just wondering, like Nick Saban sideline face warning alert like that's where i'm like nick saban he um i'm interested to see how this goes he even expressed concern he wasn't like oh this is great he was like are we making plays to win football games like people need to be ask themselves these questions so you know he's coming down hard on them and they're getting the the saban ass chewing um but is that enough to like get you there by the time the season starts and are there other options potentially i don't know but i mean well i mean i mean maybe but like maybe but i was gonna go there they weren't really aggressive in the portal Mm -hmm. uh you had a guy like hartman who i'll talk about momentarily um who could have been had it wasn't a great great year for that but the he wanted to go with his guys um and look you don't want to panic it's way too early it's a spring game it doesn't mean shit but i think it's okay to like I'm recalibrating my Bama thoughts at the moment, mm-hmm. and I'm not I'm not doing so recklessly. They're not moving very far. They may not move at all, uh-uh. but I think it's okay to look at Bama now and be like, all right, like there's some work to be done here. Yeah. And to be skeptical of how it's going to look because there's just, it, it's really a testament also to just how many crazy ass good players have come through there over the last five years, and there's not... An abundance of them popping out right now. There will be, sure. That's how this thing goes. But you know, like it, it's gonna be. I think a lot of guys are gonna have to develop fast, and we'll find out. Obviously, when they start playing football again. Yeah, I think but, if I'm an Alabama fan, if big if there, just kidding. Um, my, I'm I am a little concerned that this is sort of like a little bit of a repeat of last year, like where you're not in the playoff but you won quality games you've lost a couple um that sort of might be the expectation as opposed to like murder ball and beating everybody um also in spring football news tyler buckner of notre dame yes is transferring uh alabama could be an option i know that's why i was when i was thinking that through and saying that out loud that's immediately what my brain went to was oh maybe maybe saban's gonna hit the portal here a little bit He's certainly one of the more talented players to go into the portal this offseason. So. I, I will say the two takeaways are, yes, I think he'd be capable. And I think, obviously, too, he's got connections to the OC. Like, this makes so much sense. And then it does. Um, Hartman, who I did see some highlights of, I, man, I really think that could go very well in Notre Dame. Like, I, and I want it to go well because this is a Sam Hartman uh, podcast. Yeah. Right, like it's very. This, pro is, this is the Sam Hartman podcast. We we've we've said it multiple times, and I'll reiterate: 
Sam Hartman will be on this podcast at least once this year. We, we will, will get him on we here. We will, on his glorious beard, beard, get him on the pod. But I just I just saw some glimpses of that, and I'm like, Notre Dame hasn't had like that level of dude at quarterback, it feels mm-hmm. like, in a long time. And I'd love to see that work out. I feel like that's a really good marriage, potentially. Yeah. No, absolutely. I, I did want to start. I did want to mention about Buckner's transfer portal situation. He has like a a mark next to his name in the portal, which means that you are not wanting teams to reach out to you. So that means, in my opinion, that he probably has an idea of where he wants to go. So like, and he, he's, he's, he's that's interesting, actually. Yeah. Like, don't call me. I'll don't call, call me. You. I'll call you. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know that existed. Mm-hmm. So it's, that it's like, it's like a dating app thing. Not that I've ever used a dating app. <laughs> right. You've just Does heard that horror stories. You've, you've that heard exist? horror stories from people yeah, close to I you. I boxed myself into an immediate corner. Um, but it seems <laughs> like something like Uber, when you do that, like the do not disturb. Like, yeah. I feel like a dick when I have that on. But if I have like an early flight, I'll be like, brother, please just let me be. Brother. You brother. Um, <laughs> yeah. Maybe that would have been a better comparison than. The it's okay. bad dating apps. Um, it's although, okay. home story, my brother-in-law, he was back. He's he was on dating apps, and the one night, he, he this was a couple of weeks ago, maybe a month ago, he showed me. I learned. I never downloaded a dating app, and he was letting me explore like the world mm-hmm. and do some swiping. Mm-hmm. Um, my wife was very interested in my swipe decisions, like what yeah that what, where out. I was going to go with this, right? And yeah. I had to do some explaining of why. I mean, it mm-hmm. turned into quite the family ordeal. Is my dating app experiences? So there you go. Yeah, I'm. I'm my dating app experiences. I will share with you um, privately, which um, maybe one yeah. day we will we will openly do that on this podcast. But yeah, I, I know a few. You of know your, a few of them. Yeah. I know a few of them, and they're yes, I appreciate the private. I'll just keep stumbling into talking about the fucking dating apps and looking like an asshole. Thanks for that. Uh, really appreciate <laughs> you stepping up and helping out your. Um, your podcast host. Okay, now let's talk some draft. Yes. Flamer alert. We are not draft experts, nor do we care to be. Um, I love the NFL draft because I can get hammered and watch the draft and enjoy it and now bet on it. Mm-hmm. Um, would that be a fair characterization of how you feel about the draft? Like, Yeah, I enjoy it. I want to see my football team get better, my professional football team get better. I like watching good things happen to good people. So kids that we've watched, you know, play and root for and develop, that's exciting. Um, I'm here for the outfits. I'm here for the awkward interactions with significant others. Um, I'm here for families and the weird videos. Like, I love all of that stuff. But yeah, I'm not overly, like, concerned about um, who's drafting where and, and, you know, grilling people on their terrible draft choices because, as we've seen, you know, Mr. Irrelevant can be very irrelevant not even a year later. So that's I, my I two cents. I can't believe that actually happened. Like, I can't believe that that is something that actually transpired. Brock Purdy, who was horrendous in college for much of his career. You have to say that, you know, you're an Iowa fan. Well, he was horrendous against Iowa. I don't even hate Brock Purdy. I just watched a lot of him. Um, I don't. I don't have. I. I think it's awesome that he was good. I think yeah, it, like, usually the starter. Yes, like, so cool. In fact, I, what was I watching? The the Mets were playing the Giants, and he was in the crowd. He got like a massive standing ovation, which is, is so cool. 
Like this was a guy that struggled at Iowa State, got taken, and now like you hope he's healthy. Yeah. Which is really, really well, neat. It also just goes to show you that like it circumstance matters. Like some of these guys will be considered busts, but it's just because they got drafted into a bad circumstance for them. Some get drafted into a great circumstance for them. I mean, how do you you can't script a like two quarter two quarterbacks get injured for a team that's really, really good around them everywhere else, like and this guy could lead them to a Super Bowl. Oh, but then he gets hurt. Um yes. Yeah, you just can't write stuff like that, and so you can't predict that stuff even when you're drafting. Like, I don't think the 49ers, when they were drafting Brock Purdy, was like, you know what I think about Brock Purdy? Is this that guy. despite giving up all of our draft picks to get Trey Lance and still having Jimmy Garoppolo on our roster, I think, you know, he's going to be the guy. So you can't. that's the stuff that, like, that's why it bothers me, too, when people, like, get so, like... I don't know, aggressive about whether people were drafted to the right spot or not. And don't get me wrong, like I've been one of those people before where like we've I've talked about the draft in hindsight and be like, I think this is good, I think this is bad. But again, there's such a small window of you being able to say that and then we actually get to see the results of it. I mean, you think of like Tom Brady's too. Like you just never yeah, oh know. Yeah. You, you never don't know. know. So don't take it too seriously. I know you guys think you know what's best for your football team, but and some of you probably do, unless, you know, we'll talk about your football team. I I later, have but we should talk draft. I I and so the Will the Levis thing. We're we're recording a little bit earlier, right? So yes, Will Levis. Um, this story is amazing Hilarious. to me. Could the the betting markets on the draft have really escalated over the last like three to four years? This used to be a thing like ah oh, bet on the first pick, and now uh, I shot some videos for BR betting, and like I, I spent literally hours trying to find which ones I wanted to bet because there's so many. Yeah. So with that as the backdrop, the betting markets have gone weird. Will Levis, who is probably, I don't know, maybe the most, one of the more controversial, not in terms of like anything he's done, just in terms of people not knowing if he's good or not at Kentucky, huge, big arm, hitting crossbars from his knees from 50 yards away. Why that matters, I don't know, but it's interesting nonetheless. Yeah. There was a rumor on Reddit that he was telling other people in Carolina he's going to be the number one Ooh, overall pick. pick. Yeah, just an anonymous Reddit post, and the betting market exploded. He went from forty to one to four to one in like a couple of hours because this thing caught because fire. Because you don't want to, you don't want to be the person that didn't bet that. Like how, like realistically, you can sprinkle on that. Say you lose ten dollars, but still, like you, and if you hit, like, and you put a lot on it, like. You were the smart person for following uh, a rumor, I, but this is a dangerous, dangerous game. Well, it's why the limit, they keep the limits on the draft normally pretty low, at least a lot of sports books. But I, it is, it is a dangerous game because this is where we're going, right? This is, okay. this is where we're going. We're, we're, and the chatter this week is exhausting of who's going to go where. Bryce Young is going to be taking number one overall, right? Yes. Like, we feel pretty good about that. We feel pretty good about that, and that's the right decision. We've said that over and over again. And and it's the right decision. And there was a quote. Um, this is from ESPN. Given the nature of the draft, we drastically cut the price based on this action. It eventually came to a price where the bets stopped. A DraftKings person told ESPN, we're still seeing some small bets trickle through at the current price. But the speculation is all the action was off the back of a Reddit post. Yeah. A, a Reddit post influencing the markets like this is fascinating to me. Now, 
a comparison would be during the season, right? Message boards. There are people on message boards and Reddit that are connected. Okay. Without question. There are people that yeah. know people. And then you start to get injury news. Like, this is how this shit happens. You have an opt-out in a bowl game. It starts on, you know, um, gohogs.com. Like, hey, so-and-so's not going to play in this bowl game. Yeah. The betting line moves, then it comes off the board. I, I You just don't normally see this, like, and, and, and it's all a product of the money coming in. Yeah. Right? And they don't, sportsbooks don't want, like, massive amounts of exposure on the fucking draft. Like, this yeah. is a fun thing for them. It's a marketing thing. But I think the total volume has increased, like it has at the combine, to people that bet on this. And as such, they're just going to protect themselves. So whether they think or not Will Levis is going number one, it, the bets must have been pouring in, albeit at a smaller size, for them to say, fuck this, it's not worth it, let's move it. I, yeah. I'm fascinated by this, though, because you don't normally see something like this. Well, and it's, it can't, I mean... If we start to see this stuff when it comes to, like, games and such and we get a lot of, like, message boards that go viral and change these things in a game setting, that's where it's going to be, like, really concerning. Like you said, the draft is not something they're willing to – but, like, you can't be changing that for games with people doing – you know what I mean? You could not do that. So that should be really interesting. I will say I do want to discuss the fact that players in the NFL were punished for betting on – college games because they did it at team facilities you also can't do it at the team hotel which i think is absolute bullshit like i know if if i'm a player i'm not doing it anywhere because i'd just rather not risk it but like the fact that you can't bet on college football on a saturday on the on a saturday when you're at the team hotel after workouts and you're sitting in your hotel room in an away game you can't you can't bet on college football that day it it's very it's also becoming very hypocritical too like yeah. the gambling is a good chunk of the interest in the NFL, right? Well, and you have sports books in your stadiums now, and and so I don't understand the re. I know they're trying to protect the integrity. I, I get it, and I get totally like, of the sport get... you play. It. No, no one should ever bet on NFL games. Injured, whatever. If you're in the league, you should yes. not. Maybe even if you ever played NFL football, I mean, you shouldn't be able to. That's a little dramatic, but still. No, but like there's connections like to the information that you yeah. have to be, you, you have to, people need to feel like the games and the outcomes are real. Yeah. So you have to be, but, but outside from that, who gives a shit? Like yeah. team hotel, like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, yeah. It, it, it's, I think this rule, I think these rules are going to change. I really do. Cause I think there's, you can enforce what you want to enforce and then loosen up what you need, what you prob- probably should loosen up. But I'm. I, that that was surprising me too. I didn't know any of those rules up until this week, and I was yeah. I think a lot of people were kind of like Jesus, like that's a little intense. Yeah. Um, NFL's not screwing around clearly. No. On that. Well, front. and I get it because like you also are dealing with people who make a ton of money and can. I mean, we're not unit shaming, shaming anyone here, but like you probably don't have the money an NFL player has to throw on on games, and if you know. Those those things can be dangerous. They're probably you know keeping guys from having a habit or a problem. You know, a- absolutely no one hundred percent. With all that being said, you want to talk about some bets that we yeah, can yeah. You make want to talk the, about our yeah. habit and problem? Yeah, I have I have a I have a fascinating bet for you that I want to talk through. It's a betting opportunity. Sounds like I'm trying to sell you a fucking car. I'm not. Um, and are you ready? It's your favorite topic, Mister Stetson Bennett. I didn't hear a word you said because I just ripped my headphones out of my microphone. 
Oh, I wasn't even looking at it. Why did you rip them angrily? No, it was an accident. I just moved my leg and it ripped out of the bottom of I my heard, microphone. I heard rumbling. I thought you were typing. I was already looking at the odds. <laughs> Talk. I am an aggressive typer, so that's fair. But no, again, it was just it was just rumbling. Um, I don't know what it is. The last couple of weeks that we've just had not like just random technical errors. <laughs> I know what it is. It's you and me, and it's yeah. part of this show and a foundation of ours. Um, no, perfect because I get to say it again. It's one okay. of your favorite subjects. Oh, great, Stetson. Bennett. Oh, God. Um, okay, so I, sh- I did a video on this. I don't know if you've seen this, but DraftKings is offering up odds on where Stetson Bennett will be drafted. And I find this absolutely fascinating. Hmm, do I work my way? All right, let's start round one. And will he be drafted round one plus 10,000? <laughs> round two. <laughs> laugh? What a dick. Uh, plus... Plus six thousand. Round three. Did you enjoy that though? Like, I feel yeah. like that that laugh has been building up for like three years. That yeah. laugh, like that's perfect. All right, round three. You're distracting me. Plus twenty five hundred. Round four plus eight thousand. Round five plus fifty five hundred. Round six plus four fifty. Round seven plus three fifty, and not drafted minus one oh five. Now that's insanity. Okay. I also find this to be insanity. Now, I will I will defend Stetson Bennett first because I I'm I think I'm better at defending him uh than, <laughs> than maybe you are. Now yeah. he's twenty he's like forty five years old. He's twenty five. <laughs> All right. He's five ten. He's bigger than Bryce Young, but he's not big. Um he got arrested. He presents himself kind of douchebag, right? He's kind of a douchebag in, in public and I don't this know. This is him. a great defense. But but like I'm I'm working through the criticisms first. These are like, your criticisms. These are criticisms these are, from others. Let's clarify. They, they, they well, my criticisms are he doesn't always present himself in the best light, and like scouts and NFL people are like, yep, he like blah blah blah. Now, all that being said, he has a fucking huge arm, like an arm that we've underrated. <laughs> he can move, and the dude is nails. Has been nails in two national championship games has been nails in the playoff. I could argue his douchebaggery ways or actually confidence that you want at the position. Yeah. I can make the case for Stetson Bennett. I am fascinated that undrafted is a, not just a chalk, is but a pretty favorite, sizable yeah. chalk. I, I don't understand it. I agree with you in the sense that I do think that one, he should be drafted and I think he will be drafted. I don't think he goes undrafted. Okay, well, I already placed a bet on this, so I'm glad you brought that up. Okay. I did a little ditty with round four at eight to one. Round I think round four, four Stetson bet. Yeah. Oh, I that's a little early for me, but where? Of course it is. Um, round five plus five fifty. You want to get on that round six, six. plus four fifty? I'll go round six. I'm gonna go with like the. It only takes one. Um, some teams gonna like him. And he'll be a really quality. Some back. owner really relates to him in some way. Um, so other markets that I found fascinating. Um, this one's very interesting, close to our our hearts. The first non-quarterback drafted. Now, it's really down to two players. They think Tyree Wilson, formerly of Texas Tech, yep. and Will Anderson, plus uh, one twenty of Alabama. Tyree Wilson's actually the favorite, minus one fifty. I think mm-hmm. that's really interesting. Will Anderson plus 120. I did dabble on Will Anderson. Um, 
one. Wow, this I'm is getting a team to you. You're gambling with your Will. heart a little. I am. I love Will Anderson. Um, I do too. I do think that I, I do think this is interesting because a like Houston may not select the quarterback at two, and b Will Anderson, who's been the bona fide best um, like defensive player in a long, long time, mm-hmm. may not go number one. I again, I do not evaluate, but I think that would be very dumb. Draft Will Anderson. Don't do anything stupid. So, right, what do you think of this? Like, are you surprised at the odds of this at all? Not at all. No, the nature of the conversation is always um, quarterbacks and, like, in the draft, that's all that really people care about. And then, you know, evaluation of other players and whether they're a fit or not. I don't know. People are willing to take a risk more so at other positions, I feel like, and and skip on guys that, like, we think are generational talents, you know, at other Uh, positions. I just think it's going to be a mistake. The guy was just a fucking monster, like, in every game. Yeah. Just draft Willie Anderson. All right, I've got a couple more for you that I found interesting. Anthony Richardson. The betting market on him has been wild. <laughs> yeah, wild. serious um, roller coaster. Where we have landed a couple of days before the draft, over four and a half, position four and a half, minus 330, under four and a half, uh, plus 255. So, like, he started at 101. He went to being maybe the first overall pick. Now we're settling in, I think, over... It's very chalky. I think over four and a half seems right. I just think yep. we're running out of real estate. The Levis. Yeah. I don't think the Levis, Levis is going situation. number one, but I think yeah. he's going to go probably the second quarterback maybe or Stroud. Yeah. Like we're running out of room, it feels like, for Richardson. Do you, do you agree on that one? I do. I, um, I've, I've just been fascinated by his whole existence. A couple other of the over-unders that I found really interesting. Hendon Hooker. Over 31 and a half, plus 165, under 31 and a half. Uh, it just this actually literally just moved. It was minus one sixty. Now it's minus two hundred five. So the the Hendon Hooker steam is there. So will he be a first rounder? Won't he uh, be a first rounder? Right. What you are the odds the extra, again? It is minus. It it's wild. It's just like literally moved underneath my fingertips here. Uh, minus two hundred five for being a first round pick. Plus one sixty five for not. So the the interesting thing here is you get the extra year of control. He's mm-hmm. coming off an ACL injury. He's, I think, 25 years old, too. Um, like my guy, my guy, my guy Stetson. Um, I don't know. I think he'll be a first-round pick. Somebody probably come in to trade for him. But mm-hmm. I'm not as sure about this one. Other than I really like the player, and I hope he does well. Um, it. I hate that he blew out his knee, and I, I want all the good things to happen for him. So Yeah. What do you think? Over I want all the good things, but I think it's going to be over. That's interesting. You can get some, you can get some value on that. Like, make a little money. <laughs> um, we like making money. The other, the other one that's really interesting to me, and I'm just, I'm just looking at this list and just citing off shit. Um, is Jalen Carter? It's been like a roller coaster for him too. Jalen Carter had off-field stuff, like very serious off-field stuff. Yep. Over pick six and a half minus two hundred five under, plus uh, under six and a half plus one sixty five. That number feels like right on the nose to me. I don't have a good feel for that other than I feel like if the draft process played out differently for him, and that's to say some of the things that happened didn't happen. Like he had to quit his workout, and then obviously everything that happened with the car situation was mm-hmm. horrific. His involvement kind of really up in the air. I feel like if he's healthy and right. Uh, Football-wise, he's just immensely talented. I'm very curious to see what what 
how the NFL treats him on draft night. Yeah. No, that should be really interesting. I think because, too, we also talked about the situation with Stetson last week about how, like, people were saying he's undraftable because of his, you know, behavior. And, you know, there was a tragedy that occurred. And yep. so it's like there's there's a lot of stuff that, you know, some things are not in other people's control. People make mistakes and things like that. But, yeah, it should be interesting to see how, how that all plays out in terms of, like, how teams actually feel about the situation. Because I don't feel like we've heard a lot about that. We've heard that, like, that's going to no. be a conversation, but we haven't heard one way or the other kind of what the the you know people who are making these decisions how they feel about that situation um another draft are we just completely sitting on like cj stroud like yeah, i was I, gonna add, bring it up honestly i what are we what are we doing what is here? happening like so i i okay i'm concerned where's where what's his i've got, some, I've got, got. Some, so I've got some let's look at Number two draft pick. The odds yeah. for the number two pick. It's fascinating. Will Levis plus one forty five. Tyree Wilson plus two hundred. CJ Stroud plus two seventy five. Will Anderson plus three thirty. Number three draft pick. CJ Stroud is the leader at plus two seventy five. So you're, I think, implying that a team will trade up and get him. Um, number four draft pick. He's in as well. So there's not a draft position for him. I. I don't know. This is where the draft commentary like really bugs the shit out of me. Mm-hmm. Are we not talking about him because teams are trying to be quiet and they're saying, "Hey, we can come up and get this guy." I think he's like after that Georgia game, like, like that that was one of the best games, quarterback games of the last couple of years. I thought. Like, yeah. I I don't know. Again, is this it, is where I'm not an evaluator. Well, here's the other I'm thing: just is, a it dude that he's a, is it because he's an Ohio State quarterback? I think it factors into it. It is. Yeah. Like, it so is. It, 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 the system and, like, and everything else. Yeah. And his weapons, all of that. Yeah, for sure. I think it's part of it. Yeah. but And, like, he's, history he's of a... Ohio State quarterbacks. Like, I, I genuinely think that there's a lot of other factors. And he's not a guy who's going to, like, talk himself out of those narratives. So a lot of people, like, a lot of guys, if, like, they know what the draft narrative is about them, they will in interviews and stuff be really like bold with what they say and comment on those things and he's just not that guy and so I find it fascinating I know Ryan Day did make kind of a slight like dig this morning at some of the conversation and was just like I mean he was boosting up all the guys that are in the draft the Ohio State guys but I just I do find it interesting that we're not talking about him the way we were during the college football season because I think there's a difference between people who are college football fans and watching the games and people who are evaluating for the draft and maybe come in like just evaluating as opposed to watching a season and going in the moment of the season and like everything oh, yeah. occurs. Um, so yeah, I, I do, I feel like it's a little strange and I feel like he'll be in a situation where he can hopefully, like someone is, like you said, drafting up to get him and he feels like he's wanted there and in a good spot. But, yeah, it definitely is interesting. But I feel like you I, should, the narrative should be shifting with fields and things like that, but it's just not. It's, it, it's well, definitely and, haunts and he's been amazing, by all accounts, in, like, his combine workout was, like, elites. And mm-hmm. I it just, again, the draft kind of drives me crazy because we, we, I'll speak for you and me, we attach ourselves to these guys as players that have really um, been amazing at the college level, have been entertaining. He, I thought, when... They lost to Michigan. I kind of, I felt horrible because he accepted it. And like the accountability aspect of it was brutal. It was like brutal to watch how honest he was. And I, um, 
I just want him to do well. And he's going to get hit. Look, he'll go somewhere like top seven. Like he's not going to, this is not he's like not gonna, a like, fall story. and we're not like no, worried no, no, no. about him. Yeah. But, I'm but just, it's just I'm weird just the conversation. by the dialogue surrounding him. I am exactly. too. Especially because like, why are we, again, I, it's driving me nuts that we're like, not to say that if you don't go to like a big school that you're not a quarterback that we should like evaluate, but like, or be excited yes. about, but like, why are we having conversations about like quarterbacks that yes they played in the SEC but like they were not good during the year and we were like considering them for number one overall? Like, are you joking? Yes. I, like, I what? No, I I agree. Um, one other thing I'm going to be looking at draft night. I'll I'll transition this into a bet. The total number of running backs taken in the first round, the over under is one and a half. Over oh, minus two hundred five. It was minus one sixty five. Uh, last night, and I like the over here. Now, one of the storylines is like, where is Bijan going to go? Yeah, uh, it's getting connected to Atlanta, which would be like awesome. It just looked great in that uniform, like everything about that. Other than the Falcons, <laughs> just not—I don't know—just being a mediocre football team, sure. But um, and then Gibbs, Jameer Gibbs, the other guy being kind of rumored, like crazy speed. It's it's uh, I like the over. I think Gibbs is going to go in the first round. And for a guy, Bijan, I just can't wait to see where he goes. And yeah. the the interesting part, because you said, oh, how sad. And you're exactly right with running backs. It's, like, we're, we're the value of the position is in this really weird purgatory spot. of, yeah. but when you have players like Bijan, it sort of transcends that, or we think. So yeah. where will he go? Will he go top 10? Uh, I'm excited to see. And I think Gibbs, by the way, if you get him in the right offense, put him with Justin Herbert or some, like, put him in, you know, an offense that has a capable quarterback. Yeah. Cincinnati, right? Like, I mean, that guy could be incredible. So running back will be a position that I'm intrigued by as well. So there you go. There's the over. any I like other it. draft thoughts as a whole that you have. No. I'm just excited to watch ready for the drink for the draft. Like you what what is the Yes and no. Some days I do, some days I don't. Or some years I don't. Um this year probably not. Um well before we Speaking of drinking, we have to end Speaking on the beers, but we won't do that now. We have to talk about two topics. Yes. We want to do your team or my team first. Let's do your team first. So Okay, and then we'll and then we'll put on our, our funeral attire and get it going. Um, yeah, so congratulations on finally yes. landing Aaron Rodgers. My uh I'm excited. I'm excited they will not be boring, I think. Uh <laughs> they're gonna be interesting. The Jets will be interesting for the first time in a long time. They're going to get, like, I don't know, Adam Schefter said, like, six primetime games, which scares the shit out of me because the yeah. public failings will be greater. Yep. And the pressure will be high, and I feel like the whole world is going to root against the Jets. And I'm okay with that. I understand it. What's really funny about this, I think I've told you my dad, um, my stepmom is a, is from Milwaukee, from Wisconsin. And so, you know, we, by osmosis, I want the Packers to do well. And mm -hmm. I actually always like the Packers as a whole. Frankly, watching Aaron Rodgers has been is is amazing. Yeah, my dad has not lifelong Jets fan, just does not like Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, so he's he is talking himself into this now. We're trying to figure trying out his to, thoughts. Yeah, yes. So the alternative for us Jets fans here is like, even if you don't like Aaron Rodgers, which frankly I'm, I don't know, I'm incredibly biased now, so I can't even give it an opinion on this yet. Yeah, I mean, like a fair opinion. It's that or Zach Wilson. You take the that. Um. I think it's going to be fun. I hope he's healthy. It, I just yeah. I don't know what it looks like, Paige, to have a confident quarterback for my team ever. 
Mm-hmm. Ever Chad Pennington, uh, Benny yeah. Testaverde. I mean, these, Packer these fans are, are going to be rooting for him to be healthy as well. So, I mean, that's that's the good news. Yeah, and they gave up a lot. I, actually, you know, I don't know. Again, not a draft comp guy. Seems like a fair deal. Baron Rodgers is good. The Jets, like, they don't have a fucking choice. They need him. So, but like, you what? don't even know what how long you... he's gonna play for. I okay, mean, for I'm Packers gonna... fans, they were so fed up. I think, like, I, yeah. my brother is a Packers fan, and my best friend is too. And they both were like, "Okay, bye." Like, I it wasn't, it. and I, it's just been like such a like toxic relationship the last couple of years. Yeah, and I'm they... thank God he didn't ruin draft night again. Seriously, I, I that I was mostly happy about. Um, they, they also have had great quarterback play for like. 35 years so they're like you know what we're good me yeah we're 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 shopping we're dumpster diving for QBs. like what is it do- like that's my thing though for jets fans like are you nervous that this doesn't work and like the jets just never can i'm just dead inside i'm, nice page. Okay. I'm already dead okay. inside like I, i'm i here's the problem like the real problem the afc is like it's stacked i was just gonna say so, it's not like you're gonna win a super bowl like i hate to tell you that like don't do that no you don't have to go that aggressive like i mean <laughs> Um, I'm not you, there. Okay, I, I think that. I mean, realistic expectations for this next season. Do you really think you're you're gonna make it to the Super Bowl? Because you got Aaron Rodgers. Right. No, I'm. I I think that they. Fuck. Why are you boxing me in like this? I no. I'm not expecting to win the Super Bowl, but I think that they can. I think they can if they're healthy, they can beat anybody. Why are you looking at me like that? Brees Hall, like, did you see him? Yes. Like, did you see his tweet? He's like, my knee's good. I'm good. I mean, when they were beating teams, including the Packers in Green Bay, like with Zach Wilson doing shit, they have they have really good pieces. It's actually less about the Jets and more about everyone they have to go through to get to that point. Oh, it's 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 brutal. Like Bills, Dolphins are great. You got and fucking I want... Cincinnati, Mahomes, Herbert. Yeah. Like it's a mess. It's like a that, mess. Like that's Lamar hard. Jackson, I... you assume. Like it's it's gonna be like it's not it's not a great path. No. But they I you know what? I'll say this. I'm not even there. I'm just kind of excited to watch something different as yeah, a fan. That's fair. Um and then if they don't like, yeah, it's very vol this like this has a chance to go really bad. He will play sixty six percent of the snaps, so they give up a first round pick, and they'll be like you know, four and twelve, yeah, or whatever it is, four and thirteen. Now I guess they play. Now they play sixteen games, right? I don't know what the fuck it is. They'll be bad, and there's a there's a chance that that would be the Jets' outcome. Like yeah. that would be the Jetsian thing for them to do. But and, and like I'm listening to people say, oh, it's the Super Bowl or Boss. No, it's hard to win a Super Bowl. So I'm yeah, I'm not there. It I'm is hard there. to win a Super Bowl. Um, I, but, but I don't want. I just want to go on the record and say like I know you said oh you have a soft spot for the the Packers and you like them I don't want any good things for the Packers so I'm fine with all of this oh I I yes and that's a good transition to the uh the Oakland the Las Vegas A's (laughs) so last week we recorded a pod and you basically said A's get out get out of (laughs) here like I'm done with you you said it a lot nicer than that yeah and literally two hours like 12 hours later they were out yeah right um, that was like very, it was kind of like I thought of Home Alone where he's like, I made my family disappear. It was perfect. I literally made my, I was like, oh, I'm living alone. And I was just really mad and it backfired and they left. And I, it was at 11 p.m., just like a dump, a news dump. Oh, yeah. And yeah. I normally am not on Twitter that late, but for some reason, 
rolled over, checked Twitter, and was like, what? Um, before it was even alerted to my phone, and I was like, this... It actually, like, it made me more sad than I thought I was going to be. Because, like, I we've been expecting this. As A's fans, like, we've genuinely been expecting this to happen. But I was, like, really sad. Like, thinking about the fact that, like, that was, like, the first, like, sports thing that I, like, attended as a kid. And the first team that I really fell in love with. And re- and it was, like, it was my shitty team, you know? Um, yes. And I think it was also frustrating because, again, like I said last week, like, the owner of this team is just a god Go i don't have nice things and i called i called sets of better a douchebag yeah no Probably i just it's that. frustrating to me that like he's going to be rewarded with a team in vegas like that's the irritating part is that, and then to have rob manfred be like oh you know he's done everything and i'm like my brother and i were talking and he's like you don't say that the guy who's you know like technically works for the owners is defending the owner in this situation but I mean, yeah. it sounds like there's going to be a lot of like red tape, so I am interested to see how this all plays out. And like a lot of people have come to the conclusion that they, and I think this is why Manfred tried to say what he said, because ultimately, like, they're they still do need a lot of approvals from Vegas. They need approvals from all the other owners. And here's the other thing with the the owners is like. If you're like, yes, revenue sharing with a team that's in Vegas is probably going to benefit every other team for sure. But think about the fact that like these other owners are putting money into their teams. Some of them more than others being better about it. And this guy has just for the last, I don't know, 20 years, 30 years, really just dug in on the fact that he's not going to or that family has, I should say. Yeah, they're waiting for this. Well, they they haven't been the owners, majority owners for that long, actually. It's only been like 10, but. It's still. They've been looking for a golden parachute. Um, Yeah, and it's just, it's sad. It made me sad to, like, hear from, like, you know, people who are, like, you know, cover the sport in locally because, like, their job is gone if the team's gone or they're... Well, well, the impact... There's a a massive impact. So I think of you. I think of kids. I can't help but get the sappy part of this. Jobs... It's, yeah, you're gonna have an awesome. The Vegas experience for a baseball game sounds fucking awesome. I yeah. already thought about going out to see the Mets play for three games. Like I'm in. Yeah. Um, but this sucks, and it, it sucks the way this has been a drawn out death, a very public, embar- and like the team now, is is bad. They more um, pays to win 29 games. I it, like it's it's it, like the hat that like, the circumstances suck, and. It it sucks. Yeah, like it's all gross. It, but it is all gross, and if, it's like the business. And Manfred just needs to stop talking. Yeah, like anytime he talks, I'm irritated. Yeah, it is annoying. Very besides, face. besides about the clock, of course. The well, clock. I didn't like him explaining it to me either. Just yeah. give me the clock. Just give me the like, clock and let me see how it works. Just nod. I like the clock. I'm for <laughs> the clock, but I don't like him explaining it. To yeah. Me. No, I agree. But I do think, too, like, I mean, a lot of people are like, well, you have the Giants. Like, I'm not going to be a Giants fan. Like, that's not how it works. Have you thought? You said Cubs, right? Oh, I'm a Cubs fan, yeah. Well, that was already, like, in the works for years. That's been in the works for for a while. So I I can confidently say that, like, I've slowly but surely added myself to that bandwagon for a while. So um, I feel confident joining the the ranks of of Cubs fans. And... um, Game in Wrigley. Let's go. I love Wrigley. Um... 
Let's go. God, but yeah, awesome. it, it it was a sad day, and also just like very timely that I was like, I had it. Go leave, and I yeah. And no, then, don't bam. please don't leave. Like yeah. And then, it, then it was like, by the way, this has stopped. The city is not going to negotiate anymore, and. It, they are like they've made it clear that they want to leave for Vegas, so they're leaving. So I was like, "All right, well, cool." Um, this the spot where they're talking about the stadium. I mean, it's amazing that they're just building these massive things just like right on the strip, uh, based off what I yeah. saw. Uh, um, and I did see that it was going to be a uh, like a largely retractable roof. Like, I like I don't know exactly what that means, well, but it better be you know, like it's going to be a thousand degrees. degrees. To play there. Like why? Yeah. It's stupid. I yeah. The 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 um like details of this they've not all been really no. thought out there for sure. But um, but I will say, team aside, and yeah. I'm sad for you. Thank you. I um, will turn this into a Vegas weekend. Like in a, fucking yeah. Mets games. Oh my god. Like, in a heartbeat. Um. Yeah. But I will say. In better baseball news, we can talk about beers because my number one yeah. overall is always ballpark beers. Okay. So give yes. us your updated ranking, mm-hmm. and I will give you my my rankings that basically always stay the same. Okay, so I'll start from five and work my way upwards to the number one. Okay. Uh, number five is going to be the chore beer. Now, the chore beer can vary depending on the chore, but this is how how many beers was formed mm-hmm. on Twitter is doing some sort of task, mundane or not, and um, drinking a beer. By way of example, trying to put on a new trampoline net, thing that encases the trampoline so the kids don't just yes. jump, go jumping out. Uh-huh. What a fucking pain in the ass. Um, that was a three-beer job, and it's not done, okay. um, because it was a very big pain in the ass. In fact, we're ordering a new net to try. But that task would suck if not for, for the beer. Beers. So okay. that's number five. I'll try to move these through these a little faster. Number four. Uh, first tailgate beer. Now, tailgating, the vibes of tailgating are just immaculate, right? Mm-hmm. So part of this is you're either making a situation better or you're you're making a already good situation elite. Mm-hmm. First tailgate beer does that. The post lawn mow beer, for me, of course, that's a very personal beer. There is nothing like on a nice summer day mowing the shit out of your lawn, getting it looking, get it looking like immaculate. And then just sitting outside and staring at it while you have a beer. Uh, number two, um, vacation beers. When you have completely unplugged from the world and you're drinking a beer on vacation, and you don't have a care in the world. You're not checking email. Yep. You are that beer is running through you like it doesn't normally run through you. I think vacation beers. It also applies to whatever vibe you have. Like just vacation beers hit differently. And last but not least is the deck patio beer. It's the new number one, as I mentioned. I just think that whatever, it's very versatile. So if you have a long day, whatever your job is, you can go out back, you can listen to music, you can have a deck patio beer. If you're having people over, you can have a deck patio beer. It's like the most versatile beer. Now, the one that didn't make the list that I struggle with is the airport beer. I want your thoughts on this too. So yeah, is it on your list? By the way, I okay. So I don't drink beer enough for this to be a thing. My top two are ballpark beer and Fourth of July beer. Those are the two times that I drink that I drink beer. Okay, the next three that are on my list are going to be like I will substitute in like a seltzer or a cocktail. It's fine or a wine. I think in airport drink especially if it's in a lounge is elite yep 
Um, and then I will say a post ski beer is good. Oh, that's a good or beer. Or middle of that's... the day ski beer. That's great beer too. That's yeah. great. And hold on, I had one more after that. And then hold on. Oh, a shower cocktail. But this is a oh, very specific no. type of shower no. cocktail. Here it is. Are you ready? It's when yeah. you've been at the beach all day or in the sun all day and you have to shower, go to dinner on vacation. And that is an elite drink because you're drinking it to keep up so that you can get through to dinner. All right. Thank you for the, the qualifier because I feel like the shower beer has been overrated. The daily usage shower beer is an inconvenience. The like, okay, like I'll have a post lawn mill beer that may carry over into the shower. Yeah. But that's not a shower beer. No. It's a but very specific like, type like of shower, qualifying. though. It's you're, not. You're it's a vacation shower. Yeah, yeah. It's a vacation yeah. shower in between day at the pool, day at the beach, whatever, day at the, like, say you go to, like, Disneyland, the park, and then you're showering, trying to go to dinner. That is I, the specific from day to night getting you through the shower to the shower cocktail to that. I, I like that. I like that explanation. The airport beer uh, is maybe the most controversial one. Not yeah. on my list because the the beer can range violently. Yeah. I have had some terrible fucking layovers, terrible delays where the airport beer is almost like therapy. Uh-huh. And I can't decide if that's good or bad. That being said, when I just went out to Vegas with my buddy, we had like two like gigantic IPAs and we're like fucking like good and buzz walking on the plane. It's a wonderful beer. Yeah. The airport beer though just has such a wide range of emotions attached depending on what you're traveling for fair i'm just like a big lounge person so i'm always getting champagne instead of beer and so like a champagne before i get on a flight to fly to the destination not home i never drink when i come home because i'm always like just get yourself home um but to go wherever i'm going I, it's usually like a lounge champagne and then I get a nice little buzz off of one because I'm me now and I'm lightweight and, um, that sets me up for a good, and also it like gets me maybe a little sleepy depending on the day of the flight or the time of the flight can get me a little sleepy because I'm not really good at sleeping on planes. Although my brother has pictures to prove that that's not true because I always say that I don't sleep on planes. My brother's like, really? Because there's like so many of you, (laughs) but I have so many pictures of me just asleep on planes. Like, Thanks. Yeah, little jerk. Uh, That's what we I, little uh, brothers are for. But you're making a good point. I think I need a cocktail list because if you're at a if you go to a nice dinner, I do this for work uh-huh. a lot. If I'm meeting people, I like to show up 20 minutes early and get a drink, a cocktail at the bar. The okay. pre-dinner cocktail, immaculate. But that doesn't work for beer. You're not going there to get like yeah. A fucking you can't like IPA. pre-game with beer. No no, 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 no. Yeah. So maybe we redo a uh, next week. We go like over this. like. Type of situation? cocktail, not like specific alcohol, but just like no, what no. situation I, do I, I like, like to drink that. in most? I mean, my everyone obviously knows what my number one is going to be now because I just love that. That's right. Situation. But you you've expanded the conversation. This is, I have a feeling this is going to be controversial. Really? Um, uh, yeah. People I do. are going to make you forgot shower, this beer. Oh yeah, no, that that happens a lot. In fact, I when I mentioned it on Twitter, people were like, you know, the shower beer cult. Gets out of there and starts yeah. like yelling at you, but I'm. The, I I'm, also I'm just like, you have to be very. I'm not to continue on this tangent, but like when you're drinking in the shower, like I'm not someone who's like loving the idea of water being in there. So it's got to be like no. a reach out situation, take yep. a sip, come back in. 
Um, yes. So if you're like a full shower beer person where it's like in your shower and stuff, that's just not, nope, that's not a thing. No, because people are drinking fucking shit beer in the shower. <laughs> and like if I'm drinking a 13% a IPA. Yeah, you're going to be, yeah. I'm going to be actually trouble. actually dangerous. You could slip and fall in the shower. <laughs> um, I've got one last random thing because you're wearing okay. your municipal sweatshirt. I wore mine to soccer this week. It's an amazing sweatshirt. Thank so you. So I wore mine. I have it. Uh, I cannot wear it. Well, I'd be sweating into the podcast today. But I wore mine to <laughs> it's soccer. Too, it's too late I, in the year for you. Sorry. I love you. I, but... <laughs> yeah, I got I got so many compliments on this. For, like, first off, I'm walking in, and this guy just looks at me. He's like, Marky Mark. That's fucking nice. And just swats right by me. That was like my first initial. You're like, like hey, I look thanks, like man. <laughs> like, I don't know what it was. Marky Mark. That's fuck. And then all of a sudden, I'm walking in. They're like, municipal. Like, I got, like, I went to, like, two soccer games. And it was, like. I don't usually get this on my clothes because normally I just wear golf shirt, you know, my attire. It's like I look Sorry, like I, I just got off of golf. Why are you laughing? Because um, <laughs> well, I, I wear this. I, wear, I, just, I just wear golf shirts that Again, usually you, don't but... have Logan. Yeah, I get it. I fear. <laughs> but I, my municipal. Like, it's up in your dad attire. I, fe- I need to. Yes. I feel like I have now. Like this, this week I've got the salmon colored one which you is really, a little bit more aggressive really oh yeah no no it's got, i do i know i i this was like gold it's got like a mustard yellow and it just worked that caitlin she goes like i'm not usually getting compliments from my wife i'm not <laughs> like you get married long enough she's like wow i love that color on you hey thanks municipal thanks marky mark like look at marky mark i've got i've got some good municipal vibes going i'm gonna ride this into this week's soccer practice okay so um yeah but the guy who walked by me to the man that walked by me said like four words, and then I will never see again. Thanks, buddy. Thanks. I appreciate you. That was nice. This of was him. a long. This is a long podcast. It was. We. I knew it was going to be long. when We started off with a rant. Oh yeah, pre the pre production on this was pre production uh, slash yeah. intro slash all of it. We really got um, into it. But happy draft for everybody. Good luck with your bets. We hope you win them all. I said this like three weeks ago. Very soon, we're going to be talking about games of the year lines, point spreads. We have them out. This is the time of the year post-draft where you and I can like Early start Early Heisman? Getting... Why not? Oh, yeah. Fucking degenerate time. That's what it is. So it's coming. So enjoy the draft. Um, we will reconvene, do an assessment of our teams and all sorts of stuff for Paige and Hank. And Hank. And Adam. <laughs> we will talk to you guys next week. Bye.